You know what? I am so thankful for a church that not only values kids, but invests time and human resources and pouring into them. Aren't you thankful for our church pouring into kids? Thank you, leaders, for helping. We are very appreciative. Uh, This evening, with the remainder of our time, in just a few minutes, I want us to think, as moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, if it's good for our kids to memorize Scripture... Don't you think it'd be good for us as adults to memorize Scripture? I've got a couple friends I'd like to have come up and join me. If Annette and Robin uh, would would come up. They're here. Here they are. Very good. And uh, I want to ask Annette and Robin a question that I have already heard that God has been stirring this in their heart. In fact, the first time that I met you guys, you were speaking to me about this topic and if, if we were to ask ourselves the question, why, as adults, should we memorize Scripture? It's one thing to study it. It's another thing to read it. It's, it's another thing to believe in it and to uh, walk in obedience to Scripture. But uh, I will let you guys go whatever order you'd like. Uh, so whoever wants to take it first. Help us answer from not only what your thoughts for us are, but I think you guys have things to share out of your own experience why is it important for you in your life as an adult to memorize Scripture? Sure, sure. Go right ahead. Um, well, first of all, I learned that um, it was not enough just to memorize God's Word. I needed to um, put it into practice. And in order to put it into practice, I had to understand what it meant. So um, I would, Rob and I came up with this memorize, meditate, move. That's what we have to do with the Scripture. And um, part of the way that I learned that is from James 1. He said, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who looks, excuse me, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. So the blessing comes from doing what God is telling you to do because he's always right. He's already been where we're going. He's with us when we go there and he goes behind us after. And so um, it's also it's teaching me his word is teaching me that. He's trustworthy. It's building my faith muscle. Um, And um, because the more that I do what his word says, the more I trust him and the easier it is to do what he asks you to do the next time. Um, Sorry. The other thing, um, when we act on the scripture, God says that he will credit it to us as righteousness, kind of like he did um, Abraham and Rahab and James. He says, um, what good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? 
So, um, so that tells me I have to put my faith into practice. And um, he credits Abraham as righteous because he put um, he made it complete by what he did. So those are a few things. The other thing I am learning is um, um, in his presence, when I'm thinking about his word and I'm talking to him about it, he's like the best teacher anyway, um, he is, there is peace like I have never had before. And um, I've been very anxious. He gave me Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not merely listen to the word, and so you deceive yourself. Do what it says. Um, no, that's not it. Sorry, that was James. Um, oh goodness. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And um, that one. It's just become a part of me because I'd asked God to tell me, Lord, what do you mean when you say, love me with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength? Show me what that looks like. And so um, as he's renewing my mind with his scriptures and I'm thinking about his thoughts instead of my thoughts, my anxious feelings are going. And when I, as soon as I get anxious, I pray that, that Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And... Um, Sometimes when I don't know I'm anxious, I just feel this little tap on my shoulder, and I'm like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm doing that. So I stop, I pray, and I give it to God. And when I think about um, creation and how he made all of the things that we see and even the things that we can't see with our eye, in six days he can take all my little stuff that I have to get done in a day, and it's not a big deal. But it's the best deal for me because I get his peace instead. So those are a few things. There's so much more, um, but I'll let Robin. Okay, I'm going to look down here a lot more because I'm really terrified up here. <laughs> I used to hear a lot about hungering for God's word and, and kind of thought a little bit about what that meant, and, but never took it any farther than that. But I knew I was hungering for something, and I do Bible studies because, you know, you're seeking God and his word, right? And I had learned something, but I always felt like something was missing. And I've come to realize that while I was reading God's word, I wasn't really meditating on what he was saying. I wasn't really thinking it over and applying it and asking myself, what does God mean? What's he saying to me? What am I supposed to do with this? Or I know what I'm supposed to do with this. Am I doing it? Because building a relationship doesn't just happen by knowing about someone. You know, when you want to build a relationship with someone, you spend time with them, you ask them questions, or you tell them what you think, and you ask them what they think, and you want to know how they feel. And, and God wants that relationship with us, and just coming to church or going to Bible studies or whatever doesn't build that relationship. And I didn't realize that I needed to make a little more effort on my part. But meditating on God's Word does that, and I didn't know how to do that. But I knew I wanted to change. I wanted to put on the mind of Christ. I wanted to have his thoughts. I wanted people to see him in me. And, you know, wanting it was good, but I, it didn't go too much farther than that. But the scripture memory became that tool that I used to learn how to do that. Um, for a long time, I convinced myself I couldn't memorize. And I made myself quite comfortable in that thought that I couldn't do it, so why bother? And it was too much effort anyway, and I can't do it. So, But I've come to learn through this process that I can um, God showed me that quite bluntly. Um, but 
not just memorizing, but thinking about it while you're doing it. What's God saying to me? How does it apply? And learning God's heart and letting God renew my mind through it. Um, Second Peter tells us that through God's word, we have grace and peace and abundance. Everything we need for life and godliness. And I thought, okay, if God were, God's word has everything I need, I want his word in me. Because I sure need it. <laughs> um, I wanted it to be a part of me. So I started, I had a book called His Word in My, His word in my Heart, Memorizing Scripture for a Closer Walk with God. And I started working through that book, and I shared it with Annette. And we've been able to encourage each other to keep going, because it's not always easy. And sometimes it's easy to, yeah, memorize the words but not think about it, because sometimes you really don't want to hear what it says, because God's words can really step on your toes sometimes. But it will always, always lead you to righteousness. And um, tough times come, but God's words there or somebody else is there to remind you, you know, James says this, or God's word says this in Psalms, or remember the praise. Or, um, we've been able to encourage each other a lot that way and remind each other what God is really saying to us. Um, but again, more than anything else, I wanted to have the mind of Christ. So seeking God in his word and meditating on it and thinking about what he was saying was the tool that God's using to teach me how to let him renew my mind. And it's also a huge tool because in, in our life today, all of us, in all the circumstances we're in, we come across really tough things. And God's scripture in our minds can become a mighty weapon as we face those battles every day. We don't always know what to do, but God does. So if we're seeking him and we're filling our minds with his word, and we're learning how to follow that and let him renew our mind, he's going to be leading us in those battles. And I think I'm done. <laughs> Before you guys go, just hang out here for a second. You know, uh, I'm so excited to hear Annette and Robin share what they've shared with you. And as Robin has said, this uh, format for her is not the most comfortable. But uh, I see in both of them a willingness to be obedient where God has taken them, regardless if it's comfortable or not. I hope you heard what they shared. What were those three things, to your, your steps in, in memorization, Annette, that, that God led you guys to? Memorize, meditate, move. Memorize, meditate, and then move in action on that. That's for somebody here tonight. Put it in your brain. Soak in that what you've memorized of God's Word, and then act on it. And, and you just shared, Robin, that you didn't think you could memorize Scripture. No, and, and it wasn't something that just you, you've always done and you just had large chunks of Scripture put to memory. Uh, when did this happen? When did you start memorizing Scripture? What did you say about five, to seven, about five or seven years ago. Five or seven years ago. Okay. Well, friends, there's somebody here today that you say, you know what, I've been through a better part of my adult life and, and memorizing Scripture has not been a part of my practice. There is no better time than to start now. And uh, one of my favorite things about the two of you is I sense and see in your eyes your hunger for the things of God. I don't know if you've ever heard the expression when you're talking about eating food, when someone has a hollow leg. I mean, they can just eat and eat and eat, and they don't know where it goes. It's like they have a hollow leg. I think you guys have two hollow legs. I mean, you just devour God's Word, and you have an appetite for more and more. And Annette, you bless my heart when we talk or we exchange messages and you're sharing what Jesus is teaching you. It's amazing to me that the more we read God's Word, the more we study it, the more we memorize it, it's not, well, I've got that. When we 
memorize and we meditate and we're willing to be obedient and move on that, it's not, well, I've learned that. It's, it's food for my soul. Thank you, guys. I'll let you go ahead. Yes, yes, go ahead, Annette. The other most valuable thing that I think that I have learned, I've been praying for lots of different things for God to do in my life, and um, everything points back to his love. And it seems so simple. I was raised in the church. I know God, and but it is all about his love. And it's not about, um, nothing can separate us from, from his love, it says in Romans 8. But uh, he just wants us to know that. He just wants to be with you and, and just do life with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Annette. Would you give these ladies a hand? Thank you for being willing to step out of your comfort zone tonight. Well, in the next uh, five or six minutes, uh, I want to share with you an answer to the next question. If we say, okay, why should we as adults memorize God's Word? I mean, it's, it's good for our, our kids. How many of you had someone in your life when you were a child that helped you memorize at least one verse? Raise your hand if somebody helped you memorize a verse. There was a Thanksgiving where my dad got it in his brain that nobody in his house, all extended family, uh, his immediate family, no one could eat anything without quoting the verse of Thanksgiving. 1 Corinthians 15.33, bad company corrupts good character. That was my passcode to get food. And I don't know that I was meditating and I wasn't really moving on it at that moment, but to get food, it was ingrained in my memory. And I'm indebted to people who have put that in my path. But why do we choose to stop? We can see what the benefits are of memorizing Scripture, but where should I start? Uh, How could I dive in? If if Scripture memory has not been a part of your pattern I want to share with you a tool from Navigators. How many have heard of Navigators Ministry? It's been around for a long time. You have a handout in front of you, and and these aren't really preaching notes. There's no real outline for you to fill in, and and don't freak out about three pages there, and oh my goodness, we're here for another hour. No, about five or six minutes. I want to take you through this tool that's been used since the 30s. God has used this illustration of not only what scripture to memorize, but how you can kind of keep it in your mind and how you could share it with somebody else. They've entitled it The Navigator's Wheel. I've seen it before, but I was reminded of it a number of Thursday mornings ago when Jim Hunt came to Rush Hour and he shared with us as a group of guys uh, this Navigator's Wheel of a scripture memory system that helps us understand this. As you look at your outline there in front of you, you see that packet, the navigator wheel. You see the top says obedient Christian, and in the center it says Christ. And uh, we see then on the right it says fellowship, and the left it says witnessing, and then below it says the word. Now I want you to see that there is a very intentional pattern to what they have put together here. We first look at the hub, Christ being the center. Well, when we begin to see that Christ needs to be the center of everything in our life, it's important to know what God's Word says about Jesus being the center. And this is a good place to start what to memorize. If Christ is not the center, then we are the center. You see that next picture there? It has me as the center instead of Christ, but that leads to all kinds of problems and everything begins to break down. But for this to work, Jesus has to be the center. If we go to the next slide, there you see two verses that 
navigators are suggesting us to memorize about Jesus being the center of this wheel that moves and helps us make decisions in our life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Galatians 2.20 I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. These are two verses you can memorize dealing with Christ being the center. Now, next we move to not only the hub, but the rim, the outer part of the wheel. The hub is what holds all the spokes together. The hub is what connects it to the axle. It's where the power comes into that hub from the axle to the wheel. The movement is centered on the hub. But without the rim, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where the friction becomes traction and you go somewhere. As the lady shared, we memorize God's Word. We want to meditate on it. But if we don't allow movement or action or obedience to come... We miss out. So the obedient Christian needs to understand the importance of that part of the wheel. Now the next picture here on this is a wheel with a very thin rim It doesn't last very long. You come to the first bump and everything falls apart. The spokes go their own way and, and you lose all traction of what's going on. So obedience is a very key part to help us Memorize some scripture in the rim category, John 14, 21. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Romans 12, 1. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. For this is your spiritual act of worship. I think I memorized that in another translation. This is uh, your true and proper worship. These are two scriptures we can memorize about the obedience part, the rim. Now we look at the spokes. From the power source of the hub and the rim where the rubber meets the road and where action takes place and obedience, we have these spokes and it's on the vertical dimension and we see this up and down plane. Coming down to us is God's word. I'll never forget the very first scripture my dad taught me was the scripture about scripture. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God stands forever. God's word talks about itself and we need to commit to memory his truth about his truth. 2 Timothy 3.16 is a good example of that. Well, before we get there, look at this next picture here. If we have a, a rim with... Not really any spokes. It's just a fat tire just kind of hanging around the hub. There's no support. There's no structure there. This is what zeal looks like without having the knowledge from God's Word. 2 Timothy 3.16 All Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Joshua 1.8 This has been really important to me in the last four or five years of my life. It says... Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. We often like to start at this last part. Then you will be prosperous and successful. You want to be prosperous and successful? Don't let God's word get out of your mouth. Don't let it get out of your mind. How many people around you have a hunger for God's word based off of your speech pattern of what you say? Two verses that are suggested to us to memorize 
about God's Word. That's the spoke of the Word. Now we see the next, the spoke of prayer. It's this vertical dimension that goes from us up, and as we talk to God, He talks back to us, and we can memorize Scripture on the power of prayer. John fifteen seven. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Philippians 4. That rings a bell, doesn't it, Annette? Romans 8 and Philippians 4 have been a big part of what God's been teaching you as you commit it to your memory. You meditate on it. It brings movement in your life. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Is, is that a part of your pattern of memorizing Scripture about the power of prayer? Next, we see this horizontal dimension. Not only when Jesus is the hub and we move in obedience and we have the Word of God coming down to us and our communication up with Him in prayer, it should affect everybody around us. You can't memorize Scripture and meditate on it and move in action on it without impacting people in your circle of influence. It'll impact the area of fellowship. Hebrews 10.24 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. God's word talks about the fellowship that we'll have together. Matthew eighteen twenty, for where two or three gather in my name, I am with them. This horizontal dimension of fellowship, but it also goes in the other direction in this diagram. It gives us the idea of witnessing. This witnessing spoke is on this plane that should impact people around us, and God's Word talks to us about our witness. Matthew 4.19, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. I will send you out to be fishers of people. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, because... It is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. That's the wheel from Navigators, but as we go to this next slide, if we just take in God's Word and we just hang out with each other, the wheel is lopsided. But God is calling us to keep Jesus at the center, to keep obedient practices keeping the wheel out there, and we need prayer We also need the desire to witness and share. Now, if you turn the page in your little uh, packet that you have there with you, I've listed out for you a challenge. Why don't you take time this week to just memorize two verses? You memorize it in the translation that you read. Sometimes I have people ask me, what translation should I memorize in? What translation are you reading? Now, a translation is, is that it's, A translation, either word for word or thought for thought. A paraphrase is helpful in getting a different perspective on Scripture, but if you're making decisions based off of a word, I would challenge you not to use a paraphrase. They're helpful, but in memorization, pick your favorite translation. Maybe the NIV or the King James or the New King James or the New Living Translation or the uh, NASB, whatever it may be, but pick one and I'd encourage you to stick with it and especially the one that you read. But memorize two verses and start with these verses that talk about Christ being the center. This navigator's wheel will lead us then to the 
following to, the next week, being obedient to Christ, and then the verses on the Word, and then on prayer, and then on fellowship and witnessing. And pretty soon, you will not just have verses memorized, you can have a diagram to share your faith to help disciple somebody else. Now, you didn't know you were going to have an art project. We have 127 seconds left before I'm going to let you go. And half of that amount of time, I want you to take a pen or pencil and I want you to practice drawing the wheel that's up on the screen. In your own handwriting, right there in that space, right below those verses, I want you to draw this wheel. Now, Pastor Edgar said you had ten points and you could keep them based on how you participated in worship. Well, you can go into negative points here if you don't participate in drawing this wheel. So uh, take a second. Uh, Some of us learn best by movement and putting action to our hands from what we've been hearing. Draw that center of Christ being the hub. Draw the spokes going up, prayer coming down the word, the spokes going out in fellowship, the spokes going out in witnessing, and then that rim of Movement, as the ladies talked about. This is the obedient Christian. I challenge you to allow this to be a part of a tool that you can use, not only to memorize God's Word, but to share with somebody the transformational power that God's Word can have in your life. As you're finishing drawing, you have full permission to draw as I pray. But as I wrap up, I'm going to ask God to not only cause us to be thankful and appreciative for our students who have studied His Word so much, but maybe we could be spurred on to commit His Word to memory. Heavenly Father, I thank You for the power You have given to us in the Scriptures. Jesus, I think about how you walked through temptation in the desert. and As we referenced this morning, you not only activated the word that you had hidden in your heart, but you modeled for us the importance of being able to draw upon the scriptures at any given moment to fight temptation. When you said back to the evil one, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Do not put the Lord your God to a test. You began to model for us how practical it is to memorize the Scripture, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would give us an appetite, an encouragement to saturate ourselves in your Word. If we want to have success, if we want to prosper, we shouldn't let your Word depart from our mouth. We need to meditate on it and be careful to do what it says. And you will help us be successful in every area of our life. Thank you, Father, for the gift of your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, friends, for joining us tonight in worship. Take some time and let Robin's thoughts ring in your ear. She thought she could never memorize scripture, but God proved to her, bluntly, I think she said, that yes, she could. I think.